Everybody and welcome to Hot Takes and Cold Beers with Chris and Joe. As always, I am Joe, and with this is Chris. How's it going tonight, bro? It's going fantastically, night man. The uh, it's been a great fucking day. I tell you what. Hey, I'm glad that you had a good day. Some of us <laughs> didn't. Yeah, I heard you had a bit of a rough one today, huh? Yeah, you know, last night uh, I watched one of my favorite. Actually, it is my favorite movie of all time called Apocalypse Now, which is just such a great movie, and it kind of just got me out of control. And then there's a, a tropical depression is making landfall on us. It started last night, so a whole bunch of rain and wind and everything. So, like, between sitting there and watching the epic film of Apocalypse Now and then sitting outside and watching the tropical storm blow in, it got me all kind of wowed up. And, and I had a really fun night last night, but I'm a, I'm a, I haven't been feeling well today, unfortunately. Yeah. I feel better now. I feel better now because – I get to look at your pretty face and I'm drinking a beer. So, well, hell yeah. Now, what what you drinking on tonight, Joe? I'm drinking, um, it's Sour Monkey from Victory Ooh. Brewing. Ooh, Victory. It's pretty, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty tasty. That's a good uh, one. It's, it's not, it's not the most sour beer I've ever had, but it's pretty sour, but I like it. It's a good beer. Uh, it's even a little refreshing, which sometimes sour beers aren't. And, mm. um, it's got, it's got a lot of, it's 9.5. Uh, Oh Not shit! That'll volume, get the so. that'll get the job done, huh? Yeah, you gotta fight <laughs> off the Sunday scaries somehow, you know. Hell yeah, right. What about you? Oh, tonight I'm going with. Uh, you know, I'm drinking the beer champions today, the Miller Latte. I keep doing uh so I keep doing uh, household chores for my elderly neighbor neighbor next door. Uh, she's cool as fuck. Her name's Janice. Shout out Janice. Cheers. Um, every time I do something for her. So like yesterday I changed, she asked me to change out her locks for her uh, to put on like a keypad system or whatever. And she's like, uh, what kind of beer do you like? I'm like, I, I guess I'll, I usually go for a Miller light when I'm going for nothing else. So she's like, all right, cool. And then uh, I'm hanging out in my driveway today cause it was such a beautiful day out. And uh, she, she rolls up and she's like, Hey Chris, Hey, come here. I got your beer for you. Come get it out of the trunk. And she's like, so she pops the trunk and there's a 30, a cold 30 rack of Miller light sitting there. I'm like, Oh, I can't complain about that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like you're, you're pretty much prostituting yourself for Miller light in a way. Hey, man, so, I mean, I, hey. I'm just being, I'm just being, I'm just being neighborly. All right. I mean, <laughs> if there's beer involved, I'm cool too. You know, I'll do it for free, but shit, if she's offering, I'll take it. <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'm about it. I'm about it. So yeah, free beer out of it and everything. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. <clears throat> One one of the things that did when I was laying on the couch is uh, I was watching the Lance Armstrong documentary that ESPN put out right after the Last Dance came out, and that uh, it it was very interesting for all the listeners out there. If you have access to ESPN Plus, and you guys should check that out because it, it was uh, I guess I never I I was a little young during all that stuff. Like I I knew that he got busted and he. Uh, he lied about not using performance dance and drugs and all that stuff. But there, there's a whole bunch of like stuff that I just didn't know about and kind of like the timeline of things. And Lance Armstrong is on it. And, you know, today he's being very honest and open and kind of is telling everybody everything. Mm. Uh, so it's, it's very interesting and uh, definitely like scandalous. And so definitely that check it sound, out. 
That does sound pretty good. I actually haven't caught that one yet. I need to watch that one. And as we speak right now, the uh, Bruce Lee one is on ESPN right now. So that's another yeah, one I'm going to have to check out. They're doing a lot of cool – they're coming out with a lot of cool 30 for 30s uh, within the next couple of weeks. There's one coming up on uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa the year they uh, went for the home run record. And yeah, I, I can't I wait wonder, for that one to come out. That one's going to be super good. I don't know if they're going to like touch on the whole steroid era of that or – what they're going to do with it, but I can't wait for that one. But the Bruce Lee one looked really, really good too. Fun fact, Bruce Lee is the only guy to beat Chuck Norris ever in the history yeah. of Chuck Norris. Yeah, which is uh, – that was like a marching cadence and we were like in boot camp, I think, uh, the Chuck Norris one. <laughs> was it really? But the, uh, yeah, there, I don't forget how it goes, but and I'm yeah, definitely not going to yeah, I definitely don't remember. Hated, so. <laughs> I don't remember that one, man. You might have to demonstrate for me. <laughs> I absolutely will not. Uh, uh, but anyway, the uh, yeah. So I've always thought it was interesting how because like, so I know that both of them did compete in like actual tournaments and everything like that, especially Chuck Norris. But I also know that they were also kind of like you know a weird mix between like TV fighters and like I like I know that both of them actually studied these martial arts. And I know that Chuck Norris did win a whole bunch of stuff. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but Bruce Lee never actually competed. And he just uh, studied it. I don't think he ever competed. No, I think he, he was just an avid studier of it. Yeah, uh, he was, and, and he was a teacher later on in his life. I don't, I've got to watch this 30 for 30, man. It's, um, I'm going to check it out on ESPN Plus uh, probably tomorrow, the next day. Just catch up on the 30 for 30s. Because this season's looking pretty good, like I said, so... Yeah, that'll be a really good one. To, I, I, I'm interested to see why uh, ESPN's doing a Bruce Lee documentary. Um, obviously, he's the founder of – well, he's not necessarily the founder, but he is a huge influence on uh, the mixed martial arts genre of sports, I suppose. So I guess that's why they're, they're doing a Bruce Lee documentary. But I'm, I'm super excited to watch it because I always love watching me some Bruce Lee fights. And his, and his yeah. teachings – and his teachings are just wonderful. Like all about like being peaceful until somebody, until you need to show force. And then when you show that force, you know, you um, lay the hammer down, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I'll definitely check out the documentary because I don't, I, I, I don't really know a whole lot about Bruce Lee to be honest. So I know that they, some people are asking like questions about um, like if Bruce Lee could win in like a real fight or something like that. And that would be, like, I guess I was like reading that conversation, trying to follow along, but I just, like I said, I need to educate myself more on Bruce Lee, I guess. So absolutely definitely check out have the documentary. Have you ever seen the video of Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks? Yeah, I have seen that video. That, that, that shit is wild. wild. That is wild. <laughs> like, I love watching that shit. Yeah, no, I got to watch that for sure. I think it's another two-parter. So, um, gotcha. So tonight was the uh, the first part, so I got to catch up on that here this week, and then I think next week is the second part. But yeah, man, so that's that's been going good. Yeah, and uh, these documentaries are other than the UFC fights. Um, the documentaries are kind of the only thing that's keeping us going right now. Dude, um, you want to talk about a UFC fight last night? Did you watch that shit? UFC two fifty. Yeah, well, I watched some of the fight. I watched the, you know, the ESPN releases. I don't watch it last night, but USPN releases like the condensed version of the right. card, you know, yep. today. And I watched that today. So I saw Gabrink's knockout right at the buzzer, man. That thing was crazy. Gar oh, my God, dude. The way he, he ducked that punch 
he straight up squatted down, ducked his punch, and then full force uppercut blow to the side of the face and knocked that dude. Like, he went lights out. It was insane. It was insane. Like, I was watching it. I was sitting on my couch, and when that happened, I knew the buzzer was going to happen. But when that happened, I literally jumped off the couch and was like, oh, my God, did that just happen? There's no way. That fucking knockout is definitely going to be – one of the best knockouts, if not the best knockout of the year. It it has to be at the end of the year. Yeah, it was definitely historic. And, uh, you know, it, just, I, it, I it was disgusting. I haven't seen him fight in a long time, I feel like. So Garbrandt's been on a – that's the, that's the other thing that uh, this thing come, comes with is he's been on a two or three fight losing streak. So he's been, he's been really struggling as of late. And like you said, he hasn't fought in a little bit but he's been struggling when he does fight. So, like, they're now saying that uh, Cody Garbrandt is back, which is awesome because he's an excellent fighter for sure when he's in the game. Uh, the entire Bantamweight class as a whole is up and coming, man. Like, last night, definitely, there were three different fights in the Bantamweight class, and every single one of them were just fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah, they were. Um yeah, I remember, I, I think the last time, I know I was like underway and stuff like that, so I missed a couple of cards and everything, but I think the last time that I saw him fight Cody Garbrink would have been um, when he lost to Dillashaw, I think. And that was mm-hmm. almost, I think that was almost exactly two years ago this summer. So. Okay. Yeah, he's fought more recently than that. Uh, or has he, man? I don't, I don't really know what his last fight was, but I know he's been on a two or three fight losing streak, so that might have been a... That might have been in it. Um, and I know Joe Rogan was going fucking insane for him. Like He's like, yes, Cody Garbrandt's back, which is great for the sport. Because yeah. like I said, he's a fantastic fighter. So I'm super happy for him. And that knockout that he just produced last night was insane. Like I haven't seen a knockout like that in a long time. What do you think about Conor McGregor, quote, unquote, retiring once again? Quote, on air quotes, retiring so this is the fourth time he's done it right and um so i watched i i watched uh dana white's reaction to it in the uh ufc 250 post fight uh press conference and he said he hadn't read it so the reporter broke it to him he's like hey did you see that conor mcgregor just said he retired and he's like no i didn't see that but you know and then he basically attributed it to uh the pandemic making everybody stir crazy and and like, you know, not really thinking, I suppose, and uh, thinking straight like they normally would. So I really, it's a quote unquote retirement. Again, this is his fourth time, fourth time retiring. Right. So I, I, I really don't think it's going to be a retirement. I think he's that might. So he had a, he had a plan this year to fight three times in 2020, right? He fought once in January against, um, was that Cowboy Cerrone, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, So so he won that fight. And then he had a plan to fight two more times this year. And that was obviously uh, pre-COVID-19, right? And so the COVID-19 pandemic hit, and then that kind of slowed everything down. And... What I, what I think it basically comes down to is, you know, he's going a little stir crazy right now and he's not really seeing, he's seeing that shakeup where 
uh, Gaethje is now going to fight uh, Habib instead of the original planned uh, Ferguson versus Khabib, right? So I don't know. I, I, I just really don't see it being an actual retirement. I think it's a, it's a money grab later on. He's probably going to come out and say later on when he sees a fighter that he actually wants to fight, I think, I think he'll come back out. So I'm not too worried. We're, here we go again, as we say, you know. Right. And that's my, that's my whole take on it is the way that I picture it in my mind is that he, I'm just picturing Conor McGregor at home, wherever he's living at and stuff like that, and watching UFC 250 last night. And he's probably – I don't – he's probably not in a full training camp right now. So it's fair to say that he might have had a glass or two of proper 12 or something like that, and he's just sitting there watching the fights. And he's <laughs> like, man, not one person has mentioned my name this entire fight card. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I need to make sure that doesn't you know happen. what i need to do i need <laughs> to retire right now i need to make this about me no you're you're probably not wrong dude that's the, that's the sad part man but i mean we'll see if this actually holds up i'm what i'm really upset about is that now that mcgregor and masvidal fight won't happen uh which i was kind of hoping that would happen uh instead uh, obviously ultimately i want to see him rematch habib but, you know, obviously the Habib-Ferguson fight has to happen first. And, yeah. you know. And I want to – I would like to see Mesvidal go up against Usman too. I think that would be a great fight for that. Give, give, Absolutely. Give Mesvidal his shot at the belt. Well, for, for Connor to come out and say that there's nobody worth fighting right now is just kind of – it's a complete bullshit statement, dude. That – that uh, – that – that weight class is fucking stacked right now. I, I think he has plenty of options. They're just not available right now because they already have fights lined up. So what's he do? He retires. And then, you know, whenever something comes out of those fights that are already planned, then it'll be like, oh, wait a second. I kind of want to fight that dude. And then it'll come back out of retirement once again and make that money and then go put it into proper 12 like he should because that's a good-ass whiskey. Yeah, and I was talking to one of my buddies about it today, and he, he thinks it's like a pride thing that McGregor doesn't want to fight for anything less than the belt. But, like, you also – I don't think McGregor has earned a shot at the belt at this very moment. other than Not recently, no. Absolutely. I think, and, I think it really is. And then he, he was saying it's a pride thing where McGregor doesn't want to fight in any kind of fights, like, smaller than a championship bout. I'm like, okay, if that's true, then McGregor – like, he, he, obviously this is just – hearsay like we don't know what Conor McGregor is actually thinking but if, if that's the thing if it's a pride thing uh, why wouldn't you want to do a BMF fight against uh Jorge and then because that match not, even not being a championship match that match would bring in a whole bunch of money via pay absolutely everything absolutely. like that and it would be a huge stepping stone towards the towards the championship for both of those fighters whoever wins so yep. I don't I don't see why it wouldn't be in his interest to fight Mesredal um Unless he's like scared of Mesvidal, because I, I don't I, know if you've noticed, but Conor McGregor does not talk shit about Mesvidal. He keeps that man's yeah, name out of he, his mouth, and which is and weird for him, right? Uncharacteristic, right? So maybe that's part of it. I'm not, you know, Conor McGregor. If you're listening out there, obviously you're not. But if you were, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you could kick my ass any day. I know you're a great fighter. I love you. I've been a huge supporter of you since like 2013, man. I love fucking watching you fight, but are you scared of Jorge Masvidal? That, that's just what, how it comes off to me. 
you know. Yeah. See, and we'll, I'm talking we'll be, to I'm talking directly we, to Connor at this point. <laughs> who's definitely be like, not listening. Well, we could be like super unfortunate. Maybe this is a, the episode that somebody stumbles upon and then tomorrow you're going to wake up and there's going to be like a notification <laughs> from ESPN and Bleacher Report and be like, report, Connor McGregor is afraid of Jorge Mesmer. <laughs> Dude, that would make my life. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, except then we'd probably get our asses kicked by Connor or something. Well, like shit, he'd be coming at me. I'd let him kick my ass if he uh, gave me some of that proper 12 whiskey, dude. That shit is good. Yeah, it's not bad. I, I'm more of a Jameson guy myself, but it's not bad. Mm. So, hey, speaking of Ireland, another headline I saw today, which is pretty interesting, which I'm super sad about, is that, you know, Navy and Notre Dame are supposed to play in Dublin uh, first game of the season this year. Yep, and that got that got moved to uh, Annapolis because of the pandemic and everything, which is pretty sad about that. Because that would have been awesome to see uh, the Naval Academy in Notre Dame play football in Dublin. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's a that's been a reoccurring thing. Like every four or five years, they go out there and do that. Um, I'm super excited that it got moved to Annapolis because I'm trying to get tickets to that shit now. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that would be a hell of a game to go to for sure. Fuck, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, so I'm excited for it. Like, However, I think they came out and said that they were going to try and reschedule it for next year or the year after in Dublin. So, like, it's just kind of postponed right now. Yeah, because, like, I've always wanted to go to Ireland, and, like, that would be a great reason to go to Ireland. Obviously, you'd do more than just watch a football game. But to see a Navy Notre Dame game in Ireland on your first trip to Ireland, I think that would be pretty cool. And I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Navy or Notre Dame, um, and it's actually kind of conflicting because you know we obviously have loose affiliations with the U.S. Navy, and yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know growing up, growing up you know Catholic and everything, you, you kind of have a soft spot for Notre Dame a lot of the time too. So I don't I don't even know who I'd cheer for to be honest. Probably Navy just because Notre Dame fans kind of seem to be kind of annoying. But yeah, you know. and I I know in that game your dad would pull out his Joe Montana fucking notre dame jersey and be like look look guys <laughs> right I yeah joe, i have joe montana on <laughs> well I, I i do have a it was gifted to me for my birthday a couple years ago or maybe last year i'm not sure but i do have a roger stallback uh, navy jersey too so i guess i would have to wear that one you know? that's pretty dope dude i haven't seen that one yeah. you gotta pull that one out for me one time that that's probably an awesome jersey yeah it is a cool jersey i i, I don't know why i just kind of forget about it sometimes but <laughs> shit that's a that's a good one man that's that's a classic you got to keep that up or bring that up some more because you know like you said loose affiliations to the navy <laughs> yeah very loose very loose yeah as, so, as i wear a navy shirt right now <laughs> I, I and you, know, you are you are too you are too you motherfucker <laughs> yeah so. loose affiliations people <laughs> and we are in no way representatives of the u.s navy so, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, man, I'm just ready for football season though, man. Every day I, it gets closer and closer wait. and I can't wait. I can't wait to see hockey and basketball. We covered that stuff a lot, but I, football season is right around the corner. It feels, it doesn't even feel like it's June to me because I haven't no, gone outside or anything. I've been staying in my apartment and going to work since March and I feel like it's still March. Yeah. Like, it's like time you know, stood still, right? Usually in June, it's like everybody's getting pumped up, getting ready for the summer and everything like that. It just Absolutely. Doesn't, doesn't seem like that's going on right now. It's just pretty sad, man. You know what's sad is uh, my sister texted me today. She said she had her first cabrewing experience today. And I'm like, wow, this is your first cabrewing experience? Man, you've been missing out. 
I really yeah. want to go canoeing right now. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I, I haven't been canoeing or kayaking or anything like that in a long time, and I would definitely love to get back into it. Yeah, dude. I wanted to buy a kayak down here because there's great places to kayak down here around Pensacola, but uh, I don't have anywhere to put it is the problem. I don't have any storage space for it right now. Yeah, that's Unless a bummer. Put it in my living room. But, you know, so hopefully sometime soon. I, we used to go on great canoeing trips, like when my family go camping and everything like that, and we just canoe down the river. And someday we're going to do an episode chronicling the legend of Uncle Mark and just sneak peek into that, I guess. <laughs> we were just canoeing down a river one time and uncle mark found like an unopened can of like bush beer but this thing it was unopened and everything don't get me wrong but this thing was quite clearly in the river for a good amount of time <laughs> Fuck it, take it anyway <laughs> yeah it just uncle mark just like picked it out of the water and opened it classic uncle mark dude hell yeah not to mention that that trip he just went on with uh old greg oh that that was greg and my stepdad todd they went oh that wasn't that wasn't uncle mark okay yeah sorry yeah they went canoeing down that, what is it, the Allegheny River, I think? Yeah, something was, like that. Maybe we have Todd on sometime and have him tell us, re- recap his kayaking story, do some sports and outdoor, outdoorsy episodes and everything like that. That sounds fun. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. They are endless. And we will be doing a, so for all of you listeners out there, we have had positive feedback on our Sexiest Man in Cleveland tournament and all that good stuff. So we're going to do another tournament based episode coming up in the near future probably next weekend we're gonna do the best rock and roll bands of all time uh let me rephrase to clarify for my co-host here we're going to do the best classic rock and roll bands of all time oh what so the white stripes aren't on there jack white (laughs) i don't know we'll have to we have to figure out some way about how how we classify which bands but either way be on the lookout we should have a bracket out sometime this week i'll post that the social media and everything so we'll check it out Uh Another non-existent t-shirt up for grabs, people. Get it done. <laughs> Basically, we just got to get – we have to do in, as, as like enough tournaments that we have enough winners to, uh, you know, basically give out these free t-shirts. I guess. <laughs> hey, man, I already, uh, I already ordered those custom cornhole bags uh, for the cornhole boards I, I, I built this weekend. Uh, with our logo on it so you know that's just a, another step in that direction gotta get them t-shirts next gotta get that merch out of there bro and okay. uh so i don't think we ever really talked about it but i did have a few brackets uh submitted to me about the sexiest man cleveland tournament kind of i don't know why we didn't talk about this more um oh it's because we did the episode after that we did the fees one we talked yeah. about grant yeah and uh, that was a good episode so i guess that's why we didn't talk about it but I did have a couple of uh, brackets submitted to me and everything like that. And out of all the brackets submitted to me, uh, my stepmother, Chris, was the one who had the best. Her, none of them were very good because that, that tournament did not go the way that we, me and you expected. And I feel no. like from the brackets <laughs> that were submitted to me, it didn't really go the way that a lot of people were thinking about either. And uh, so Chris had the most. And she had Kevin Love and Joe Thomas in the final four. So she got two of the final four right, which is more than anybody else. I, I think uh, Kevin Love was the only one that made it to the final four that, like, all the submissions that I saw actually had on there. Okay. Uh, but, so, yeah, so she got so, – So Chris is the grand prize winner on that one. Uh, sorry, Barb. Right. I, know, I know you were gunning for it, but give it another shot in the classic rock bracket. You never know. You could win this one. No, see, my mother would not do good at the uh, classic rock bracket because – 
she thinks that bread's like the best band of all time. And so obviously <laughs> Wait, who? Uh bread. Oh bread. bread. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. she has a point there. They are good. I'll give that to you, Barb. She they are pretty good. Maybe not the best in the world. Definitely good. I'll give that to you. Let's just say that I think my mother fits the demographic that bands like air and bread, or I'm sorry, air supply and bread air and supply. Like that are going for. Yeah. But I think my mom fits that demographic pretty well. Hey, sometimes all you have to do is get lucky, dude. And like, the, like uh, it's like the people in, in March Madness who pick their uh, favorite team based on the color of their uh, jersey. They're like, uh, it's blue versus green. I don't know. I really like green, so I'm going to pick them, and they end up winning the fucking tournament. It just pisses you off because you spent all these hours uh, analyzing all the stats and everything. You're picking all these teams, and then they end up winning. Right, right. And our panelists are going to be pretty good. We have a pretty spread out group of panelists, too. Because it's going to be, we're going to welcome back my cousin Ross, who came on for a good episode before. Then we're going to also welcome back Ryan Hamilton, who we've had on before too. And both of those episodes were fantastic and they're great guests. And then my father is going to be the third member of the panelists. And uh, so it's going to be a pretty wide ranging, everything like that. We'll have a good mix of opinions. Me and you will vote on this time too. So instead of three votes, we'll do five votes. And it's going to be a really great tournament. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be a special episode for sure. It might be a little bit longer than normal. I know our uh, Sexiest Man in Cleveland one, that was about an hour and a half. This one, and that was with three panelists, so now we're going five panelists and probably a lot more debate, honestly. So that might be like a two-hour special if you feel like oh, yeah. listening that long. And you should listen that long. You should listen that long. <laughs> we would appreciate it. Yeah, man. But so we get that in the works. And then, like I said, we have to talk about Uncle Mark sometime. What, uh, so are you going to go to um, any other Navy games this year? Are you looking at it? I haven't I really looked. So I, close. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I've always, since I live so close, and usually the game's played in Philly, but that's still only like two, two and a half hour drive. Um, I'm trying to get to an Army Navy game at some point, just because that is one of the best uh, best games to go to. I guess. I mean, just the rivalry there, you know. Yeah, obviously, for sure. And so, I, I feel like like I'm never a fan of uh, having to wear a uniform anywhere or anything like that. But rock right. showing up to that game and your dress blues and your peacoat or oh, something like yeah. that. That'd be, classic, oh, that'd be fucking but, sexy as hell, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just, just to break out the old peacoat that I haven't touched since boot camp. But. Yeah, dude, I haven't. I I know exactly where it is. It's in my closet, but I would have to throw a patch on it because I I never patched it up because I've never worn it. So I mean, hell, that that would be fucking classy as fuck, dude. And like you said, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of wearing my uniform out either, just because it draws attention. But just for that game, I probably would, as long as well. Yeah, you're allowed to drink beers in that. So yeah, good to go. Yeah, for sure. And well, I feel like if you're an active duty sailor and you show up to the Army Navy game, it's all right to be in uniform. Right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd love to get to Army Navy game. Definitely. Come on, uh, come on I, up for it this year, man. Yeah, well, that's in December. I think that I'll, I'll probably be in Tennessee that weekend to watch the Browns in Nashville. I'll look yeah, up the date for exactly you. The same weekend. Yeah, it's I'll usually look up the, the date first for you. It's usually the like, first or second weekend in December, I think. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. And uh, But I, I would like to go to – if I lived where you did, I would go to a lot of home Navy football games just because, for one, 
Um, the, ch- the tickets for a normal Navy game probably aren't very expensive. I would, I wouldn't think. And uh, uh, yeah, you'd be surprised. They yeah. are somewhat pricey. I mean, I can, I can obviously still buy them. They're they're not that bad, but um, you know, they're definitely not NFL tickets because no, you know, no, I'm definitely not. Yeah, NFL tickets are ridiculous. But uh, I'm gonna say I like watching Navy football games. Well, this is not just Navy, but this any team that's running the triple option. I I love watching those games. They're fun, super fun to watch. It's also super. It's also super interesting. Like, oh, what are they gonna do? Oh, they're gonna run the ball. Oh, look, well, they're gonna well, run. Yeah. <laughs> they're gonna run the and ball. And a lot of people don't like games like that. Where a lot of people today they want to see the 45 to 42 final score and touchdowns back and forth and everything like that. But I do like the lower scoring kind of more. Uh, strategy based games and everything like that. So watching an art, watching a Navy game where the quarterback throws it two times for 40 yards, and then, <laughs> but the score, the sole score is 20 points or something like that. You know what I mean? So right. I, I like watching it. It's interesting. I always find it interesting that defenses have a hard time stopping that, that, uh, that run option because you know, they're going to run the ball. Like, how do you not like, you know, they're running the ball. How do you not stop that? Well, it's just uh, I, I guess that's it's just a good offense, and it, in today's modern football and everything like that, a triple option, even if it's perfectly executed, isn't going to be the most effective. They can't really keep up with like air raid offense and you know west west coast offense and all that good stuff. But it still is effective. That's what I'm saying. Navy still does pull out good wins against good teams, and even when they played Ohio State, they put up a well, good game against them and everything like that. That's that's all. Uh, military academies like last year uh army almost beat they took that team up north to like double or triple overtime yeah Yeah. dude uh i was super stoked for that i was like oh damn is the army about to beat that team up north man that'd be fantastic because one i hate hate that team number one that north obviously but two you just lost to a military academy who you know is going to run the damn ball the entire game how do you not stop that? Yeah, I was in uh, Ohio State Bar in San Diego watching that game. And, well, we were, Ohio State was playing Rutgers that weekend. And they were on at the same time. But, obviously, Ohio State was just blowing out Rutgers. So, they, they, they kind of had both games up. And, like, right. most of the Ohio State fans were watching that game more than the actual Ohio State game. I know I, I was. Remember, yeah, I, I just remember, like, it's so awesome when, <laughs> when we, like, the whole bar full of Ohio State fans just became Army fans for absolutely I don't know, 30 minutes because this was <laughs> right. what happened like it was i remember i went when i was living in san diego back in this would have been 2014 i believe ohio state had a game at the university of california up in berkeley and me and my buddy made the drive from san diego up to berkeley to watch ohio state and their stadium and everything like that and before that game started we were at a bar before the game and everything and we were just sitting there and that team up north was playing akron and that day akron almost beat that team up north and they didn't. They lost, and I think I think that team up north scored in the final drive for the win or something like that. Mm. But uh, the whole bar in Berkeley, California, was a full of Ohio State fans, and we were all cheering for for Akron. And they suddenly become Akron, Akron fans. Yeah. Well, it would feel a lot better cheering for Akron than Army. You know what I'm absolutely. saying? Absolutely, absolutely. Ohio, and, right? And uh, and then they were singing the song like, you know, we don't give a damn. Like, oh, the whole state of Michigan. That's such a good song. I love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, so the when we were, we were walking out of the bar, like to the stadium to get ready for the Ohio State game, and everybody was singing 
like even people from other bars and everything that everybody was singing that song but instead of the part where it's like because we're from ohio they would say because we're from akron ohio and it, it was it was awesome man that sounds awesome <laughs> love I still watching remember that. when uh i still remember when ooh, appalachian state beat that team up north that I, that, that was, I was like one say. of my earliest that's one of my yes. earliest football memories is i remember we were driving somewhere with my dad and he had it in the car and we were listening to it on the radio and I didn't understand, I guess, I mean, I was old enough to understand that we didn't, we hated that team up North and everything like that, but I didn't understand why it was such a big deal. The Appalachian yeah. state was beating them. Cause I thought, yeah. I thought that all schools were the same size and skill right, level right. And everything like that yeah. as Ohio state and that team up North and everything. And, uh, but I just remember my dad like flipping out on the radio and everything like that and we're just driving down. and then you know obviously you see all the classic highlights from that game and everything what it has oh, to be yeah. the greatest sports upset of all time i, I think like one of them yeah I, that team up north was ranked pretty high when they lost and that was like at the beginning of the season too yeah the uh the classic did you ever hear the uh the song by i think it's Bo something but anyway it goes you lost you lost to appalachian state you lost you lost you suck you suck you suck <laughs> I've, I've not heard that one but I'll have to you, look for you, it need, you need to look that one up it's hilarious dude it's it's literally just him saying you suck you suck <laughs> like, for like a whole minute and a half ohio state has had its fair share of scaries we never i don't think that we've ever been upset in that degree but we've had we have had our fair share of uh scares i guess oh yeah we're definitely not um not out of the realm for scaries man i mean i can name yeah, i remember i think i, I think name. it was like a year or two after when appalachian state beat that team up north we we ended up winning but i think marshall took us to overtime because that, that was back and i was one of my old friends from growing up was a big marshall fan hmm because he had family from West Virginia and stuff like that. Yeah. And I just remember him giving us so much shit because Marshall even had that good of a game against that team up north, you know. Yeah. Marshall's a nice college too though. Uh you ever been there? I've not been there. Um When I was in when I was in college, I was playing rugby for a little while and we had a game at Marshall and uh our teams were rivals, if you will. I mean, two smaller schools or whatever. But uh, our teams were rivals, and it got pretty heated. Like, I remember I was wearing these uh, little short shorts, like rugby shorts, and, like, there were a couple girls on the sideline like, hey, nice shorts, you stupid fuck. Like, <laughs> like I, just, I just remember being so pissed off at that. I'm like, hey, I mean, what am I going to say to that? I don't know. Like, stop looking at my ass? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to wear short shorts when you play rugby, right? Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. They weren't any shorter than anybody else's, but <laughs> I guess I just looked because, you know, I'm pretty tall. So I guess my legs look longer than everybody else's. <laughs> they just right. singled me out, man. Rugby is an interesting I, sport, too, that I kind of wish I would have gotten into a little bit more than I, because I've never really been that much into rugby. I've never even played it, but it is an interesting sport. And I kind of wish that I would have explored some options of playing it when geez. I was younger and stuff like that. You would have loved rugby, man. Like, and I, I played for like a year, a year and a half when I was in college. I just did it for fun. It was a club sport at the school I went to, Red State, and um, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know my parents really didn't like me playing it because it's a rough sport. They were, they were concerned of my health 
uh, you know, because uh, there was one, one, the one game that my parents came down to, the one guy on our team got pretty much knocked the fuck out from a tackle, right? And, uh, and he woke back up instantly and like, and somebody came over and like nudged him like, wake the fuck up, motherfucker. The, uh, the play's still going on. Let's go. And like, <laughs> I, remember, I remember my parents being like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop playing this. You're going to get hurt. I'm like, no, this is so much fun. Like you don't understand. And I, I enjoy, I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know it's super rough. Uh, my cousin, um, good, who's also a good friend of mine, he played rugby for the Naval Academy. And, uh, oh, did he? Did he really? Nice. Yeah, my cousin Adam, yeah. And uh, he played rugby for the Naval Academy and everything like that. So I'd watch highlights of his and everything. Yeah. And it was, like, rough. And then he even got, like, because I have cauliflower ear a little bit back from when I wrestled and everything. And uh, But he's got worse cauliflower ear than I do now just from playing rugby. And I was like, man, I didn't even know you could get cauliflower ear from playing rugby. But it makes sense, yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was, it's an intense sport, man. I, I um, Navy has a really good rugby team, man. They're they're constantly up there for national championships. I didn't realize Adam played. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and- you, you you would have loved playing though, dude. I, I guarantee you. I know you played football and I know you wrestled, and you would have you would have loved to play rugby, man. It's it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. it's organized chaos, man. Plus the uh, you get that brotherhood. I, I never played football myself, but I, it's what I imagine. Uh, a football team brotherhood being kind of like you know you go to battle for each other you know it's a lot of fun so I know you would have enjoyed it yeah for sure you know that's interesting uh kind of leading into this we kind of brought ourselves here but if you get knowing what you know now as an adult and knowing probably you've been exposed to a lot more different sports you know now than you were say when you were in middle school or something like that mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. basically if, if you could go back to let's just say like early middle school years and pick one sport to start playing that you didn't when you're growing up and uh but pick one sport that you didn't play or you weren't exposed to or anything like that and then like if you go back and start like any sport like that what would it be i think that's an easy one for me man i think it would be football i never played football man not competitively anyway i always played backyard football and i was really good at it like and um and growing up i always i always went to those you remember those pass punt and kick tournaments yeah uh, that they always held at, at the hall of fame uh pro football hall of fame field Fawcett stadium yeah. as it was called back then i always went to those and i always won dude i swear to god like i won that like for my age group at, at the pass punt and kick i was really really good at punting and kicking uh not necessarily throwing at that age but uh, I had quite a leg, dude, and I really, really wish that I would have played football. Maybe I would have become a punter or a kicker, or even if I just played regular football, man, I think I would have been a decent tight end or or a cornerback. I was, you know, I was always pretty quick too, and I, and I'm pretty good at defense usually. Uh, any sport I play, I played water polo when I was in in high school, and um, that's another I was, sport right there. I was I was a mean defender, dude, like it got to the point where they wouldn't even pass the ball to the dude I was defending at because they knew I was going to drown their fucking ass or just like steal the ball from them. No problem. So like I've always been a really good def- uh, defender in any sport I play. But if I had to pick one sport that I didn't get exposed to that, um, that maybe I, if I could go back and, and, and play, it would be football for sure. Cause I, I think I would have done pretty well, but growing up, I got in, I got, 
pretty good at swimming. Like I was playing baseball and I was swimming and it got to the point where I had to choose uh, one or the other. And I was a lot better at swimming than I was at baseball. So I went down that path and, you know, it's funny how, um, how things, certain decisions change your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if I always, sometimes I think like, what if I chose baseball over swimming? Like my whole friend group might've been different. Like me and you may have never met, right? Because I was a swimmer. I might not have ever gone into lifeguarding and therefore I would have never met you. Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's kind of weird like that, but if I could go back and like try another sport, it would definitely be football. What about you though? I don't know. It's a tough one for me. I, I can, and until you just brought it up, I completely forgot about water polo, but I never played. I didn't even know what water polo was when I was in high school. I knew it was a sport. I knew our school had it and everything like that, but I didn't know anything about water polo. And then uh, my little sister played water polo, and I went and watched a couple of I her was, games. And, I was going to say, Susie, what, Susie played, didn't she? No, that was uh, Katie. My little sister. Oh, Katie, Katie, Katie played. Okay. But yeah, she was a, she was a pretty good water polo too. They, she was kind of like you where they were, they were, there's definitely girls that were afraid of uh, – yeah, I think she, like, led the league in uh, penalties and stuff like that, too. Yeah, dude, uh, I, uh, I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> Your sister yeah. looks like she would fucking kill somebody in the pool, man. I don't doubt that at all. And uh, But, yeah, well, water polo would be interesting. I don't know. I, and then my little brother played lacrosse, and I was like, man, if yeah. lacrosse was a sport when I was in high school, I, I probably yeah. would have played that for sure because that's a really cool sport, too. An- another one, like, yeah. If there's one that I could go back and probably start playing when I was, you know, early middle school and stick with it, it probably would have been golf, man. Just to, oh, okay. playing competitive golf in high school is like really cool. And think like I never even started golfing until I was almost done with high school is like the first right. time I ever actually started golfing. It's like, think how much of a better golfer I would have been. And yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not even saying I would have, I would have been good enough to, cause it making a high school golf team isn't easy. It's not a sport that you can just sign up for I think right. they only take nine nine people. Yeah, so you, gotta, you have to you gotta compete for good. it. Yeah, but I I just wish I would have started like actually seriously playing golf um, earlier in my life, and then like maybe played it in high school and everything. But at least I I would like to think that I'd be better than I am now <laughs> if I had more experience <laughs> with it and everything like that. I always enjoyed playing golf, dude. Me, uh, my dad would always take me out as a treat, like you know, if I had been good or whatever. Uh, so he introduced me at, at a pretty young age and I always just enjoyed hanging out with him. Uh, you know, no matter what kind of beef we had or whatever going on, you know, we'd go out on the golf course and we'd go ha- hang out and have a good time. And he did that with me at a young age, man. So I've been golfing for a long time and I never really got decent at golf until I got down to Hawaii and I was able to play a couple times a week because I've all year round because obviously in Hawaii, the, the weather's never really that bad. So, um, that's when I really started honing in my, my golfing skills. And I've gotten to the point now where I can shoot consistent, uh, low nineties, upper eighties. So I've gotten a lot better at it for sure. And, and that's one of those, that's one of those sports where the more you practice, the more you do it, the better you become. And it's one of those right. lifelong sports too. Right. So like my grandpa still plays golf at least, at least once a week, if not two or three times a week. And he's pushing his eighties, man. That's one of those sports you can play forever. As long as you keep at it and you keep active, uh, you know, that's a, that's a lifelong passion. So, you know. Oh yeah. And, and the, well, yeah, I'm not very good at golf. I usually I'm between a hundred and one ten would be, I've had my good days and everything, but I definitely have had a uh, good days, but 
like you said, golf is a sport that anybody can play. And what I really love about golf is that even when you, I guess, aren't good at it, you can still have a blast. You, you can have a shitty golf game. Like I've had games, some of the funnest games I've played in my life is me and my good friend, uh, Teddy, we would go out and play like some pretty <laughs> tough golf courses in Hawaii. And I would shoot like a 120 and lose 15 balls because yeah. in the bushes or the ocean or whatever it was. But I had a I had a great time. Like I remember. Get, I guess I guess there's always a point where I get to where I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna do well during this game. <laughs> and I kind of just like, cause like for the first like five or six holes, I I play seriously. I try yeah. to remember to swing good. I'm like I'm trying to remember everything that's everybody's taught me. And then at the end of like six hole six, if if I'm doing okay and I haven't had too many quadruple bogeys or anything like that, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, this this might be an okay round. But then at the other thing of that if it's like you're hitting that whole six and you know you're already eight strokes over par and everything <laughs> like that you're kind of like all right fuck it i'm just gonna get some more beer and make this a really great day you, you know what i mean i remember and, and then by like whole 13 you're going on golf cart excursions through the safari <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly you gotta go off, off-roading a little bit yeah buddy I remember seeing those videos you used to send me, <laughs> like you and Teddy off on a safari out in the middle of fucking nowhere, out of bounds, looking for your ball. <laughs> oh, there he goes again. And yeah, my, I don't know. I've played a lot of cool golf courses in Hawaii and California and everything like that. And even down here in Florida. And, but my favorite, uh, I got to tell you, my favorite golf course that I've ever played at is Meadow Lake back in Ohio. And Really? Uh, it's not it's not a fancy golf course at all like you can not walk onto that course in a tank top and gym shorts and you know pay the 20 dollars green fees or is, whatever it is i think and is that uh is that called arrowhead as well meadow lake arrowhead no arrowhead is another golf course that's over by my my house uh north canton meadow lake is okay, uh, okay. One, yeah it's more in canton over kind of kind of by the high school but uh oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay but yeah, it's like I said, it's really cheap, not fancy course, and it's maintained uh, well enough to the point that you can play on it. Like, it's not poorly maintained or anything like that, but it's just not fancy. I guess I probably like it because it's, it is a little bit of an easier course. So you, I just go there and tear it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember so I that course now. I remember that myself. course now. There's that par, I think it's a par four or par five where you shoot over the lake, and if you don't have that drive, like, you're going right in the drink every time. yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of fun holes. There's I don't one think on the, I don't I don't think, think that course numbered. is open anymore, man. No, I think the course is still open. They um they used to be like a swimming pool and stuff like that too. I don't think the pool part of it's open anymore. But the the course is still open. That's what my uncle still does the league and stuff there. Oh, okay. Good news. Good news. And I probably I probably like that course the best too, just because that's a one course in my life that I've consistently played. Yeah. But uh, it's like it's th- like your home course. Holes. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. So I, every time I'm home, I like to golf at Meadow Lake. So shout out to Meadow Lake Golf Course, Canton, Ohio. I think Check my it out. Fav- it I think my favorite memory on Meadow Lake has got to be uh, me and, uh, a couple of my buddies, they were going for their uh, Eagle Scout thing and they had to get like a, a golfing badge or whatever. I don't, I'm not a huge Boy Scout person, so I, I don't know exactly how it goes but I know that they had to go out golfing for some sort of achievement or something. And neither these dudes uh, played golf at all. So they went out there in in the golf carts, right? And it had just rained like a day or two prior. So it was a little bit muddy. 
And I just remember them. <laughs> we all got in the golf carts and it turned into a fucking polo patch or a polo match where uh, they would drive up to the ball and we would take our club and go, whoopa! <laughs> that, was a, that was a fun time, dude. We were just fucking off, dude. Yeah, Metal Lake, Metal Lake's not a bad course, man. Yeah, and it, well, it is a course that you can like kind of mess around with and stuff like that. Yeah, Any exactly. other course, you get kicked out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like <laughs> we were like drifting the golf carts and shit through the mud. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we'd get kicked out easily, but yeah. I remember Metal Lake, when I worked, when I worked at Glenmore, which is uh, a super fancy country club and golf course, um, Jack Nicholas designed golf course also in Ken. Um, and then, like I said, that's a super, that's a super fancy. It, uh, it's kind of like a stereotypical fancy country club, kind of like Bushwood yeah. from Caddyshack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. but Mondays were employees days. So even though I was a lifeguard at the pool, we got to 10, play 15 golf on Mondays to 1030. Like <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, <laughs> But I just remember, like, like even even on just employee days, where because on Mondays employees were the only people that did golf. It was close to everybody else, and uh, yeah. it's like even with just employees out there, like everybody was so serious about it and everything like that. And I was like, it, yeah. I mean, it, I still had fun, but it's not as fun as when you just go to Meadow Lake and kind of like let your hair down a little bit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I played Glenmore one time. That was a really really nice course, uh, Jack Nicholas. I worked myself, as you know, I worked at Congress Lake. So we had the same deal. Uh, Congress Lake is in Hartville, by the way. Um, we had the same deal where employee day was on Mondays, 10.15 to 10.30 only. And we would go hack that up really nice. There was this one time where uh, I remember the, the boss of the club, he was behind me and my buddy that we went. And we were just chopping the place up, dude. We were just hacking it. And like, he caught up to us and like he he was watching us play and like i could see him like rolling his eyes at us like judging us because we were awful uh, at that time like in that the the congress lake course is designed by arnold palmer too so i mean it's another super challenging uh course you know honor arnold palmer likes his hills and his sand traps if you've ever played an arnold palmer course if you haven't i highly suggest finding one and uh and playing it because they're they're really good courses i know uh Turtle Bay was uh, one in Hawaii that I like to play. That was also an Arnold Palmer course. Um, Turtle Bay was awesome. I played there one time, and I'm glad I did, like for the experience and everything. But yeah. that's like a, you know, when when you're when you're spending after the green fees and the cart fees. Oh and yeah. And then buying a six pack of beer. Yeah. And golf balls and everything like that. You know, that's one of those courses where you're looking at almost 200 bucks for 18 easily, holes. Which is easily. Easily. Like, I played that one. A little, I played that one probably two or three times and it was like a, it was like a treat. So the first time me and my buddy, we went and we drank quite a lot of beers and by like the 16th hole, we just weren't having very much fun because we were just losing balls and like, it wasn't that great. Like, um, but we, it, the course was super nice. So we wanted to go back. So we did it again and, uh, we drank less beers this time took it it took it a little bit more serious like and it was a lot better like but really really challenging course man but yeah definitely that was only a once every once a year kind of once or twice a year kind of course because it was so expensive after the green fees and the and the cart rental and all the all that stuff like not to mention it was a pain in the ass to drive to because yeah that too driving anywhere in hawaii sucks and that was like the farthest place that you could drive to in hawaii yeah dude yeah but it was worth it when you got there man it was so fucking beautiful man one of my favorite courses i played there 
I think my favorite course that I played in Hawaii had to be um, the K-Bay course on the uh, – I was going to say – I was going to bring up Clipper. Clipper, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was called, Clipper. That one was yeah. so beautiful. Uh, holes 13, 14, and 15 were right up on the ocean. Like you could – you were overlooking right. the beach. And people were just, people were surfing down there and stuff like that. It, it, absolutely, yeah. it was beautiful, man. I mean, that I was. Got, I got a good picture of uh, thirteen, so we'll post that to the Instagram so everybody can see it. Absolutely, that uh, that course was just fantastic, and it was very very affordable because it was on a military base, and that was by far the nicest military course I've ever played on. Well, usually a lot of military courses are nice. like even the one down here at on NAS Pensacola. It's called AC Reed. And it's actually a 36-hole golf course, and uh, mm. they, they have um, – it's a really nice course, too. Like, kind of similar to Clipper. It's not really over the ocean or anything like that, but you do play a couple of holes right up against um, Pensacola Bay and everything like that, which is cool. And then uh, the thing I like about AC Reed is that the same thing I liked about um, – I can't remember the name of the golf course that's on North Island in San Diego, but, uh, right outside of uh, Coronado. But there's a Ooh. military course over there, too. I know which one and, you're talking uh, about, and I can't remember the name either, but that's a good one too. But b- both AC Reed and that golf course are associated – or AC Reed and that golf course are both associated right near runways because those are both air bases. So you're right. sitting there teeing off, and you have like F-18s and stuff landing over you and everything yeah. like that, which is – it's, 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 it's a really cool fucking feeling to – when you hit a ball and you like look at it, you're watching the ball fly, and then you just kind of forget about the ball because you're seeing – an F-18 fly right over you and everything like that. Fucking America, dude. Yeah, absolutely. The one on, uh, on, um, on Hickam, did you, you played that course several times, right? The, the Hickam. Yeah, we, we played, we, came, it we was, played on Hickam. We did it about once a month where me and there's about eight of us, um, guys would get together and we would do, uh, like I said, it was about a monthly thing, but we do a scramble thing. So we oh, okay. always were partners and everything like that. So we played best ball. And we, you know, we did like $20 bets and stuff like that. Absolutely. Well, I guess I shouldn't have said that because I think that's against the rules, but I mean, there's no gambling in Bushwood. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so that course, uh, the most important, uh, game that I've ever played and it wasn't a bet. It was for the captain's cup for my ship. And, uh, we we're doing departmental captain's cup. And what was on the line was a 48 hour lib chip. And for those of you who are not in the military listening, uh, a 48-hour lib chit is basically a piece of paper that's signed by the captain of your ship that says, hey, go ahead and take two days off for free. Uh, don't come into work. So there was massive stakes on the line, right, if you won that, if you won that tournament. And so what did I do? I got, best, I, I got dressed in my best tiger red, red with the fucking black pants. I got all fucking serious on this shit. And uh, when it had a hell of a game, it was a it was a scramble. It was best ball, and uh, we killed that shit, dude. We ended up getting that forty eight hour lib shit, and it was wonderful when I dropped that. <laughs> and it probably it probably just felt that much better because you actually earned that by playing. You won something Absolutely. playing golf, which is uh, and <laughs> and the best and the and the best part was is we were playing. It was a uh, me and my buddy uh, who uh, we were e fours or e fives at the time. And uh, we were playing against like O3s, O4s, uh, and a couple Chiefs. And they were trying to yeah. win. Like, we whooped their ass, dude. It was the best feeling in the world. We had bragging For rights sure. and, we, and we had that 48 hour lib shit, man. It was fucking 
fantastic when I dropped that on him. Yeah, I was supposed to play in the Captain's Cup tournament uh, for my base down here, and I, I wasn't going to because I haven't, I haven't played golf since I've moved to Florida just because I've been busy with work, and then the pandemic thing happened, and I was actually planning on playing this weekend, but now we have a tropical depression and everything. But, yeah, anyway, so I, I wasn't going to play, but then uh, my senior chief was, like, through conversation, found out that I do golf and everything like that, and he basically told me to be his partner for the captain's cup thing for like to represent our department and everything like that. And I was excited about playing golf, but I was also pretty nervous. Cause I'm like, man, this is my senior <laughs> chief that I just met. Yeah. And, uh, don't fuck it I, up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it got canceled due to the whole, you know, pandemic and everything. So mm. I wasn't necessarily upset about not playing that tournament. Cause I didn't know how <laughs> I was going to do and everything. Yeah. So definitely going to get back into it. I saw there's a plenty of pictures on Instagram today of people out playing in the tropical storm and everything and getting rained on. And, uh, I don't know. I was thinking about going anyway, but then I, it, you know, you get wet and everything else is just not that fun, but it looked kind of fun. I guess you have to be, uh, under the influence a little bit that fun in that situation. Which, well, you know, the, the, the heavy stuff isn't coming through for another couple hours, so it's fine. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think the heavy stuff will come down for a while yet. <laughs> let's drop as many caddyshack references as we can in this one fucking podcast <laughs> and that, that was great when the it was who was it, it was the bishop that was golfing right and bill Murray yeah. was his caddyshack yeah. and everything yeah and, and uh i forget what happened he got struck by lightning or something and and then he was super upset and he was sitting at the bar and the <laughs> judge comes up to him and he's like the bishop's like all hunched over the bar drunk as fuck his <laughs> his beard is grown out he hasn't yeah. shaven or anything like that and the bishop's like, shape up. You're a man of God. And the bishop's like, there, there is no God. <laughs> Classic movie, man. Classic fucking movie. 100%. I kind of want to watch it right now. Absolutely. Yo, Maybe what did, uh, going back to your apocalypse, speaking of movies, uh, you, you said you watched Apocalypse Now last night. And I know you said you were going to make Abby watch it. Uh, what was her opinion? Did she like it? Did she not like it? Uh, she didn't make it through the... Um, movie so oh did she get to the dun 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 dun, dun that part yeah least, which is the, a, the most important part now so my other friend that was uh watching it for the first time he he that was his first time watching it and he thought he was it was it was really good and everything like that but that's why i got so drunk last night man and, and when i say drunk you know obviously we do not responsibly responsibly, responsibly and, obviously but but that's the thing, man, is like watching that movie and that scene specifically and like all the there's so many good quotes from Martin Sheen and Robert Duvall in that movie. Absolutely. And it just gets me so fired up. I get me fired up just talking about it right now. Like, it's, And I just I love that movie, man. It's, I, it's definitely 100 percent the number one movie ever made, in my opinion. It's a good movie, man. I know uh, I hadn't seen it uh, before uh, we lived together in 2121 and then we sat down and watched it one night and I just wanted to go like, you know, kill some whatever after watching that. Cause I was super pumped up. It's it such a good movie run through a glass window and stuff. man. Absolutely. It's a good Great movie stuff. for sure. And uh, Caddyshack's definitely one of my favorite movies. I feel like, I feel like when you're talking about favorite movies though, you gotta, you gotta have a, you gotta categorize them, right? Like you have to have a, yeah, you do. Uh, a comedy section and like kind of well especially for comedies like you can even i would say if you put comedies aside because caddyshack's like one of my favorite movies ever but it's not like it's a funny movie it's not like a artistic movie if you will right. 
You know what right. I'm saying? So you can't – it's hard to compare Caddyshack and Apocalypse Now. Yeah, it is. Because, like, definitely... comedy-wise, like, you know, my favorite movies comedy-wise would have to be, like, Caddyshack, uh, Step Brothers is up there. Um, Animal House is a great one. Blazing Saddles. Pretty much any Mel Brooks movie is just hysterical. Mel, yeah, Mel Brooks. That's a guy who could make movies nowadays, dude. There's no way in hell any of his movies could ever get released today. But going back oh, and no. watching them, going back and watching them, they're fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, there's definitely some some jokes made at racial expenses that are not they're not you know, good today. Correct. And, no. it, and for a good reason, I think that society is moving in the right direction. Absolutely. Way. As long as you think, can go back and look at this movie that was made in the 1970s and just realize that, like, hey, this is made in the 1970s and stuff like that, and it's still really funny. And he was also making a joke of it as well. It wasn't anything serious either. It was like a satirical thing that he made, you know, and, and that, that movie, is, it, it's, it's classic. It doesn't stand up to time as far as, like, um, political correctness nowadays, which is fine, like you said, it, it, 100% political correctness is is the right way to go nowadays but like i go back and i i laugh my ass off at blazing saddles all the time because there's well, so that, many that good is, there's so many good one-liners in that movie oh yeah 100 percent. There's, there's a lot of good ones that aren't racist or anything like that either but yeah. the, the, the other thing that mel brooks was on to is that he didn't like there was the rate the racial jokes being made were not geared against one race like they weren't just black jokes they weren't just asian jokes like he made fun of white people he made fun of everybody you know what i'm absolutely. saying absolutely like, and it was it was hysterical he was and, like a uh, dave Chappelle before dave Chappelle. right right and yeah it, so but yeah anyway back to the movie thing so there's like different ones like that now the departed is that's a super close second to apocalypse now mm. and it has been times in my life where it flip-flops because i love that fucking movie too absolutely but, uh, but apocalypse now man if, if you're listening and you haven't seen this movie watch apocalypse now i know my mom is gonna listen and she hates apocalypse now and i what? so for her i will say that it is um rather dark and uh, it's definitely a war movie so i guess if you know that you don't like those types of movies then it's probably not for you but that being said, I still think it's one of the best movies ever made. It's on it's on Netflix nowadays, isn't it? Or is it on Amazon? Oh. I was gonna say I don't know. I hope it's not on Netflix because I rented it on Amazon last night. I'm so. pretty sure it's on Netflix nowadays, man. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I think I'm gonna go watch Caddyshack now that Hey man, that's a fantastic that. idea. That's yeah, a yeah. great fucking idea, dude. So a uh, pretty good episode. Thanks for stopping by if you guys are listening. And like I said, be on the lookout for that best rock and roll band tournament, classic rock and roll band tournament. I, I got to remember to say classic, so we got that going for us. You just, you, yeah. you just don't want me to nominate the White Stripes. Let's be honest. You keep saying that so that I can't put in the White Stripes. <laughs> I might do it just to spite you. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we have to – we have to, again, figure out how we're going to classify it. But anyway, be on the lookout for that. I'm sure we'll do another episode before that one, this coming week or something. Um, so check it out. Thanks for your support. We love all of you guys. And uh, I'm going to go get another beer, Chris. All right. Cheers, brother. Cheers. See you.